Welcome to When God Breaks Through, a podcast designed to look at the messy moments in motherhood and show how the gospel applies in practical ways, giving us hope and grace as we interact with our own kids. You'll hear crazy stories and life lessons from my mothering of eight kids. But more importantly, you'll hear the hope Jesus offers us for peace and not anxiety, for grace both for ourselves and to extend to our kids, and wisdom to point them to Him. I'm your host, Bethany Kimsey. Welcome back to The Kitchen Table. I wanted to share this week a little news here on the Kimsey front and then to share with you something that God has really taught me through that news. So many of you know that my dad passed away late spring last of uh, this year and we did not have really a memorial service or a celebration of life until last week. And I was privileged to be able to share at that service what my dad meant to me and meant to really all of his daughters, there's three of us, and then also to the grandchildren and to the husbands who have been blessed to be married and and to know my dad. But today, I actually wanted to share with you what the Lord really highlighted to me about the way my dad lived his life. Because I think for me, those ways have been, have become entrenched in my motherhood. Um, he modeled some key ideas, not just in parenting. He did it actually in all facets, facets of his life. It was amazing to see his friends and different people come forward and say, your dad did that with me too. But I think that when we're talking about becoming a warrior mama, somebody who is willing to engage on a battlefield for their child day in and day out to make their lives echo who Jesus is so that their children understand and have a picture of God and have an understanding of who Jesus is and why Jesus would be so important. When we choose to become like that, this is an idea that really needs to come to life inside of the very fabric of the way we interact with our kids. The passage of scripture comes from 1 Thessalonians. I think I I know that I've written on this passage a lot. I believe I've probably even talked about this passage inside of this podcast. But I want us to revisit it if we've already been there. And if we haven't, I want to introduce you to what I believe is a beautiful picture of how, as a warrior mother, you are to walk with your children so that they see God so that they don't see you and label it as your religion, but they see their very need for God, their very desperate need for a Savior to help them have relationship with God. So let's dive in. This passage comes from 1 Thessalonians 2, 
and we're going to look at verses 11 and 12. Now, this passage is amazing because Paul is talking about his ministry to the Thessalonian church here, and he actually uses several different pictures that are inside of a parenting perspective, so I encourage you to go and read this passage, but we're only going to look at two verses today. We're going to look at verses 11 and 12. And this is what Paul says. He says, For you know how, like a father with his children, we exhorted each one of you and encouraged you and charged you to walk in a manner worthy of God, who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. My dad did this well with us, but I want to take this passage apart for you and help you get an idea of how you can do this well with your children. The first way I want to look at this is I want you to understand that there are basically three verbs. And you know me, you know, I like to look inside of the words and understand their meanings and their true context in the Greek where this was written. And so the first verb, it says here that we, you know, like a father with his child, we exhorted each one of you. And that word exhort there actually means to invite, to send for, or to summon. Note also that Paul says each one of you, not y'all, like we say in the South, not all y'all in a big group. No, Paul is saying we did this with each one of you. The implication is it was individual, that it was specific, that it was for that person. The invitation was for that person. What I shared inside of the memorial service about my dad is he was the king of the invitation. And you and I, if we can understand that we can become mamas who invite our children into a relationship with us, that we are purposeful in that, that we pursue them in that, it becomes a beautiful place for our kids to inhabit. What my dad did is he was the king of inviting his girls to breakfast. It worked, I think, in his day. Maybe he just really loved biscuits because we were down here in the South and we would go to a, um, it's called the Old Hickory House. And basically, they were the best at making um, pancakes and biscuits and probably biscuits and gravy and chocolate milk. Because as a little girl, what I would always order was pancakes and chocolate milk, I'm sure. And then I would go off to school just loaded with sugar. But Not a month would go by that I would not get a breakfast invitation with my dad, just the two of us. And we would go and we would sit down. And I can't imagine, I'm sure some mornings, it, you know, sitting with a little wiggly little girl or sitting with a moody teenager, I'm sure there were more breakfasts than not that he dropped me off at school and wondered what the purpose of that was, other than just to invite me to breakfast. But what he was really doing is he was really inviting me to come and sit with him, to be with him, to be valued by him. You see, he was setting a table so that my heart could be open to him. And he was sowing seeds deep inside that said, you can be secure in my presence because I enjoy being with you. I just enjoy being with you here at breakfast the two of us. You see, the reason I think that this invitation is so important to our children is because God gives them a holy invitation. Come and be with me. 
come and sit with me. Come, be still with me, right? That is the invitation of scripture over and over and over. And when we begin to paint a physical picture of what a heavenly father really is inviting our kids to, it makes complete sense to our children then that God would be faithful in his presence with them because we have been faithful in our presence with them, in our pursuit of them. When we'd say, in essence, come, I want to be with you. I want to hang with you. I want to hear from you. I want to know you. What we're really giving our kids a picture of is that they are desirable to know. And that really is because God on high says, you are desirable and I am pursuing you and I want intimacy with you. I want to know you. So that first space where Paul said to the Thessalonian church, he said, I like a father to each one of you exhorted you. What he's saying is, I invited you. Come and sit with me. The second verb says, encouraged you. So let me read it again. He says, we exhorted each one of you and we encouraged you. So what does that verb look like in the in what Paul really wrote? Well, it says encourage there in my Bible. I'm reading from the ESV. It really is this idea of comforting, consoling, and a personal touch by being close to another. That's That's what it says when we dig that word out. And you know, my dad did that for me. And you and I, mamas, we have this beautiful opportunity to pursue the heart of our children deliberately over years, seeking to know how they think, to know what they believe, to, to hear how they perceive life. Why? Why would we want to do that? Well, there's, there's lots of reasons. But the bottom line reason, I believe, is we want to have an intention to encourage the faith walk of our child. You see, when I, when I was a little girl, and I shared this in, in the memorial service too, I had a horrible temper, horrible, fierce, terrible temper. And I think sometimes people now go, oh, I don't know that I can see that in you. But I think that my children could say, yes, I see that in my mom. And my husband probably would definitely say, yes, I see that. But I had a sister who was only three years younger than me. And she would definitely say, yes, Bethany had a fierce temper. And one time we were actually on a trip out to our family who lived out in Missouri. So we were in somebody else's house. It was probably like a family reunion or a Christmas thing. There were lots of people in the house. And I just was absolutely wicked with my little sister. And the way my temper would flare itself is I could be very verbally mean, but I would also be physically mean. I mean, I would strike out. I would hit. I believe I hit in that moment. And my dad separated me from everybody, took me upstairs. I can't imagine what he was feeling on the inside, probably embarrassed. Um, I'm sure angry because I had hurt another one of his kids. Um, I was mean. I was in the wrong. I mean, there were so many feels, right? When our kids do something that is just ugly, there are so many feelings we have as parents. 
And I knew that I was in trouble. I was not confused by my wrongness of my actions in that moment. But my dad in that moment did this verb so well for me. He encouraged me. He had all the space in the world to rebuke, to um, be angry, to uh, scold, to do all those things. He had all, you know, it would have been, everybody would have said that would, that would be right. But instead, what he chose to do is he removed me to a quiet place where the, just the two of us could have a conversation. So he removed the shame of doing it in a big group. He removed me off. And then he patiently walked me through my actions and helped me see the underlying motivating, motivating desires that made me respond that way. The places where I chose sin. And then he looked at me with the kindest eyes. This is a core memory for me. But he said, I knew I was in so much trouble. I was so discouraged that I was always in trouble for this. But he looked at me and he quietly offered consolation right beside me, looking in my eyes, not rejecting me at all, and instead pointed me to Jesus. And he said, Bethany, as you grow with Jesus, you will be willing to give more of yourself to him and listen better to the spirit who guides you as you allow him to work in your life. And the spirit will begin to change your natural temper, your natural, easy to be angered self, and he will make you more like him and you will see him doing it and you will know He is growing that fruit in you. It will be the hallmark of your salvation. You see, in that moment in my wreckage, in the complete desolation of my character that I had done in front of everyone, and in some ways I'm sure reflected poorly on my parents, my dad encouraged me in a faith walk with Jesus. Now, I know that there was also discipline. I believe I had to sit up there and, and think for myself for a while. I was separated from the group. There was discipline that went along with it. But the encouragement is what here I am, almost 40 years later, remembering. It stands as a space in my life that I know that is how I know the Spirit works in me is I see Him changing me. When we walk with our children, we will have many, many times that we're embarrassed, that we need to correct, that we need to discipline, that we need to shape the behavior that we see. But we have a beautiful opportunity to shape it with comfort in the concept of consoling, of seeing their sin and agreeing it is sin agreeing it is grievous before a holy God and that there is a desperate need for Jesus to meet them at that sin. But the encouragement is, let me remind you that God is patient with you, that God is kind in your wreckage. Why? Because we act kindly and we act patient in that moment. I'm sure my dad had to lay aside all of his feelings 
but he did in that moment and gave me a beautiful picture of what really becoming like Jesus is about, that it's a process and that he was committed to walking with me through that process of growth. So that's the second. The third verb that I think as moms who are saying we are going to stand different than the world as we parent our kids and we are going to be fierce in pointing to Jesus. The third one, it says, Paul says, we exhorted each one of you and we encouraged you. And the third one is, and charged you to walk in a manner worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom and his glory. You see that that third word, charged you, means to urge with an affirming, imploring to another. So it is the idea of being the witness that says, I am calling you forward to walk worthy. Walk worthy of God. He is calling you into his kingdom. He is calling you for his glory. And I am imploring you to walk with that mindset. You know, my my dad did this in a unique way that I want to share with you because it has become a benchmark for me in our parenting, Troy and my parenting with our kids. Truly, we hold this as one of the major tenets of how we parent our children. My dad studied us as girls. Now, he never told me he studied us. He never said, this is what I do. But I've experienced it through the years. And as I've had my own eight children, it has become absolutely what I know is very important. We need to know our kids. Not know them in light of, yes, they're my child and and they like the color blue. Although that's important too. But my dad would watch and see and listen for the words we said that actually were little doorways into our heart that signified more than just I like the color blue, but perhaps signified where my heart is hurting, where I'm struggling, what I'm worried about. He would listen for those opportunities, hear what we were wrestling with. I believe he prayed over those things intently because most often when I was invited to breakfasts, there were conversations at breakfast that only happened at breakfast between the two of us, conversations that were specifically in areas that he saw me struggling or areas where he thought I would need some wisdom or places where he thought I was believing lies from the enemy. You see, one of those conversations, and it's a silly one, but I think it's important for us with moms, especially moms of younger kids. I was probably in my elementary years. I was not even in middle school. I know that. And my dad, one morning when he took me to breakfast, we were sitting there, and he says, you know, Bethany, God created you very uniquely. He designed you exactly the way he wants you to be. And I was nodding as I was eating my pancakes and agreeing with him. And he said, and he 
coded in several things that he saw God doing in me and how he made me that was unique, that was neat, that, you know, was affirming to a little girl swinging her legs in the chair. And then he said, but I want you to know something. God made even your laugh. And I remember pausing as I was eating and thinking, that's, that's a different one for him to say. But really what he was talking to me about was I, I was in a season where I had decided that I didn't like my laugh. There was another little girl who had told me that my laugh was weird. And uh, so as little children often do, I'm sure we can all relate. I began to wonder what would be a better laugh for me? What would be a better way I could sound? And so I started to mimic laughs of those around me. And so I was, I think, mimicking a laugh that my dad really did not care for. And so I think maybe it had caught his attention. But I, I am a natural mimic anyway. And so from childhood, I could mimic accents and those kinds of things. And I was mimicking someone else's laugh. And in this conversation, he began to teach me that even my laugh had been designed by a sovereign God to make me the little girl and one day the woman I was supposed to be. Even my laugh was important to God. And that I could be secure in my laugh because that was part of who God had made me to be. Now, Why do I share that story? Because I think sometimes we get confused and we think that urging or imploring our kids to walk in a manner worthy of God is all about the behavior on the outside that signifies they're a good Christian. And it is true that we are called to urge our children on to knowing who God is and loving Him more and more and exploring and delighting in Him and all of those things. But there is a part of our urging of our children, which is helping them understand the foundations of their faith, that God created them, that he designed them uniquely. You see, we are living in a world where the world is saying, you don't measure up, you aren't good enough. That is constantly coming against our children with, do it this way, be like this. And we really want to encourage and implore our kids to keep their eyes on the one who made them, to seek him for value, for worth, for affirmation. And so my dad had this interesting way of studying us, that he would know us so that he could implore us to walk worthy of God, even in the light things like how we laugh or the way we look or whatever your child may be walking in. It is a gift that you have your children. But mama, you need to begin to get fierce about knowing your children and pointing them to Jesus. And this is part of our walk, is studying them, knowing what they're struggling with, and then using moments to encourage them, inviting them into relationships with you so that they can experience you enjoying them. They can experience you being patient with them in the wreckage, the mess of their life. 
and they can hear you urging them forward in their walk with God, pointing them ever towards lift your eyes up out of the world and see what God has for you. See where God's leading you. See his plan, my child. You see, this became, I think, the lifetime habit of my dad. And I want to honor him for that because in that, he gave me and my two sisters and then our husbands and all of the grandchildren, all 12 grandchildren, clear conversations about the value of knowing who God is and following him. Our faith journeys are different because he modeled this scripture. He exhorted and encouraged and he charged us to walk in a manner worthy of God, understanding that God is calling us into a kingdom and into a glory that is not like this world. And for you and for me, as we walk with our kids, the beauty of understanding this and saying, it starts with an invitation. And it is followed with patient encouragement. And it is beautifully pictured in the way we charge and urge our children forward. That is how when we have little ones, we parent with a long-term vision. We sow seeds of presence and spending time together. We look vigilantly for and we tend the little sprouts of spiritual growth that are happening in our children's lives and we're ever encouraging them and we're consoling them. When, they've, when their little sprouts are getting a little wonky or a little wilted, we spend time encouraging and pointing them to the truth that God is patient and he, is, um, he has a steadfast love for you, that he is doing a work in your life. And then we point those little shoots to the true son. And we offer the shade of forgiveness, the shade of mercy and grace, not because it's our mercy and grace, but because it is a reflection of God's mercy and grace. But we do it again and again, and we lead with wisdom, and we implore them to understand the kingdom of God is greater than the kingdom here on earth, and you can walk with him. I hope that you understand that it is a beautiful thing to be a warrior mother standing fiercely with your children. I pray that First Thessalonians will begin to become alive for you. That when you read these passages, that you will say, Oh my goodness, this can lead me well today in the chaos of the day. Begin to go, is this a moment I can invite my children just to snuggle with me here a moment longer and whisper a little bit more encouragement? Is this a moment where I can console their heart when we're in the bathroom and it's a discipline time? Is this that moment? Is this a moment where I can urge them forward and say, you can do it because God is walking with you. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for listening, even as I share a little bit about my dad. Y'all, you may not have a dad like that, and it has been a true blessing that I got to experience that. But I want you to know something. Your heavenly father is far better 
than my earthly dad. God does this with us so patiently and kindly and persistently. And so as a mom, if you're weary today, if you're not sure you can keep going, can I encourage you? Yes, you can. Because God is inviting you today to a holy table laden with the most beautiful pancakes and biscuits where he can tell you how much he loves you and invite you into this work of motherhood. As always, reach out to me on Instagram or on email. If you have any questions or you just want to talk, I'm here. I hope you enjoyed this episode of When God Breaks Through. If you're wanting to connect with me and with other moms walking in the same messy moments, head over to bethanykimsey.com. That's where you'll also find the show notes with any links, as well as more resources you can grab to help you see that when God breaks through, when we see Jesus at work, the fuzzy intersection of real-life mothering and the gospel becomes very clearly defined. We can walk with confidence and purpose. Have a grace-filled day.